Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. I'm Hannah. I'm Lissa. Welcome back, Lissa. It's been so long. It's been like two years, almost. Yeah. And I wasn't even there the first time. I know. You weren't. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So for our listeners who have been with us for a long time, you might remember Lissa from the episode about VHS, which was a really good episode. I really like talking about that movie. Oh, me too. <laughs> and at some point, I kind of want to talk about- I actually went back and re-listened to it. Ah, uh, yeah. I want to talk about VHS 2 at some point, because- Please. That, that one was interesting. So much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but today- For the most part, so much better. Yeah. Today, we are here to talk about As Above, So Below, which- Finally. Yeah. You actually mentioned on our last episode we get we did together- and we've been wanting to watch it together for, like, a really long time. And just, like, you know, life. Um, but it, but life. I think, like, there might have been a time period where it wasn't on Netflix. But anyway, it is now. So, mm-hmm. after seeing it in my Netflix recommendations a million times, I was like, we're watching this. Let's go. Yeah, like, every horror um, person I follow online has recommended this vid- this movie at some point or another. Say video, like it was like some sort of YouTube <laughs> pasta. Um, yeah, I heard it was one of those found footage films that isn't like garbage, and I think that's true. Yeah, oh boy. yeah. Oh boy, so, is that true? Lissa was the first one to tell me about it. Actually, I remember. Um, I think one year, like you came back from summer break, and were like, you were like, "Hey, I saw this really great movie. You should watch it." And then, like, it took two years, but we finally did. Finally. Yep. I'm so excited. I love this movie so much. Yeah, I did too. Honestly, like, I was surprised by how much I loved this movie. Oh, it's so good. It's so it's good. so good. <laughs> How'd you find out about it, Lissa? Um, I believe I was literally just scrolling through Netflix um, one day when, when I actually watched it. I think I found out about it the first time because I when I was like, oh, 16, my first job was working in a movie theater. And we got the poster for it and put it up in the lobby, but it never came to our theater because we had a one-room theater in a tiny little town. Uh, uh, oh, wow. But we got the poster, and I was like, that looks cool. And then a few years later, it popped up on Netflix, and I was like, I gotta watch this now. Yeah. Nice. I do remember um, being 16 and watching another... I don't remember what I was watching. I was watching some other movie in the theater, but it was... This movie was playing right next door, and it was, like, super loud, so I could hear, like, (laughs) random screams and stuff coming from the other theater. So that's, like, my first memory of this movie. Beautiful. Um, I just watched this movie. So, like, and I didn't understand it, so I had to watch it twice. (laughs) It's fine. Good, though. Like, this is a good movie to watch over and over again. Um, Oh, yeah. It's got mm -hmm. so many layers. Yeah. Literal layers. Of hell. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Um, But first, I guess we should give an an overview of the plot. So, uh, everyone feel free to jump in and contribute, because there's a lot going on here. Um, The movie opens with our hero, whose name I just blanked out on. Scarlet. 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 Yeah, I knew it started with an S. Um, our hero, Scarlet, who is 
we quickly find out is like an adventurer, Indiana Jones type, um, with several doctorate degrees because she's just that cool. And she speaks mm-hmm. four languages because she's just that cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just entered Iran and she's looking for this artifact in some underground tunnels that are set to be demolished. And she's like doing really dangerous stuff and everyone keeps telling her like, no, don't do this. This is stupid. But she's like, I want to do it. And she does and barely makes it out alive. But you know what? She makes it. Um, and she finds this rose key, which is like a, a translation kind of device, because she needs it to translate this other thing, which she believes will help lead her to the Philosopher's Stone. Um, and you kind of find out, like, her dad had been looking for the Philosopher's Stone for years, and she's continuing his journey. Um, so she makes her way to Paris. Because that's where the thing she's translating is located. And real quick side note, um, just in regards to her dad, we do find out sadly he has recently passed away yeah. um, from suicide, sadly. Yeah. Um, so she's accompanied by Benji, who is helping her like document her journey. Because this is a found footage film, so it's, you know, that style of like, whoa, we're filming this ourselves. Um and she goes to find, I think, who was our favorite character, George. Can we all safely say? Ugh. Yeah. I, I love George. I also George. like Benji a lot. Yeah. <laughs> George is my, I, mm, uh, mm, I love George. <laughs> yeah. 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 Get you a man who can translate Aramaic. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just, like, this movie is so damn good at character introductions. Like, uh, you get <gasps> such a good feel of how much of a badass Scarlet is and how much of a fucking nerd. Um, oh, God, what's his name? George? Yeah. George. George is and how cool Benji is and all the, that jazz. The character introduction for George is one of the best character introductions I think I've ever seen in any film. Yes. So, Lissa, mm-hmm. please um, describe George's character introduction. So, we meet George because Benji is following uh, Scarlet um, and they break into the clock tower of a church. And he's like, dude, what? I can't believe we just did that. And she's like, yeah, it's fine. So, George... Um, Apparently his hobby is he breaks into places and fixes things. So when we meet him, he's fixing the bells in the clock tower of this church um, that have not worked for 284 years. And he fixes them. Um, And when he first sees her, she's like, hey, George. And he's like, no, whatever it is, I'm not doing it. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So good. I, just, I love it. Um, so because <laughs> I think the last time they had worked together. Sorry to interrupt. No, go ahead. Uh, You're fine. The last time they had worked together, she basically got them arrested in Turkey and left him in a Turkish prison so she could go after whatever archaeological find she wanted to go and find. Yeah. Yeah. And he's pissed. Yeah. Which, Understandably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Just random side note, though, his hobby, there actually are people who do this. There's a group in based in Paris, because um, they've also, like, the police are after them because they, like, break into places and go through the catacombs and stuff. 
but um they there's a group that does this like they restore old art and like old clocks and stuff and like clean up cultural sites and like do all this kind of stuff so excellent like i don't know i just liked that that that's george's story because it's kind of a nice nod to that yeah 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 um yeah so she how does she convince george again i don't even remember she shows him the key i think right yeah. right, right and then he says that he'll translate for her but that is it and then he ends up just kind of accidentally going along with every other step yeah basically yeah. he's like okay i'm leaving now but then he just kind of doesn't so they figure out that they need to go into the catacombs because the um the Philosopher's Stone is supposedly located, like, a certain amount, a certain distance below Nicholas Flamel's grave. Mm-hmm. They say mm-hmm. hell is, like, 741 feet below Earth's surface, and so it's, like, half of that. Yeah. It's, like, 350-something point-something. Yeah. Yeah. Math. Um, <laughs> fun fact, the real Nicholas Flamel is buried in Paris. Um... But I don't think and the cat. Oh, and the catacombs with the bones are real too. Like, oh yeah, I thought that was always a myth. And then when I actually got there, they were like, "Yeah, no, it's here." And I was like, "Okay, yeah." They don't give a fuck in Paris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do with all these dead people? You know, just <laughs> that, stick them yep, in the that's catacombs. Literally, their justification is like there were just too many bones, <laughs> too so many we bones. made them into walls. Too, too many. Too many. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think it happened, and Kyla, you probably know a little bit more about this than I do, during the revolution and certain plague times when there were just so many bodies and a lot of poor people who couldn't afford to, like, get proper burials and there just wasn't enough space. So they started constructing these catacombs because, like, no one could tell who the dead people were anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, they're basically s- separated by where they died. Wow. Hmm. Um, yeah so they go down into the catacombs on like a guided tour um, because it is illegal to go wandering through the catacombs but they're trying to figure out like okay we need someone to guide us through like someone who knows the tunnel so we don't get lost um, and they meet this random guy who's just like sitting hanging out and he's like oh yeah you need to look for Papillon He'll help you. Like, he's a guide. So they're like, okay. So they head off to go look for Papillon. They go to, like, this cool nightclub thing. Um, and they find him. And he's like, I won't help you. But then they convince him because Scarlet is very convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she said, you want some treasure? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she gathers up, or he gathers up his crew, which is um, Suxi and Zed to help them out and they get all their equipment and they're like okay we've got to have like a certain number of batteries for the headlamps and rope and like we're gonna be super prepared because the catacombs are really dangerous if you get lost um and the whole time george is like okay i'm gonna go in like the first part but he's claustrophobic and so he's like i'm not going all the way in i'll just go in the first part but then i'm like leaving y'all when you know when you set off Mm -hmm. Um, but they get chased by the police, and so, like, they have to, like, crawl through kind of a small area, and so 
George ends up going because he doesn't want to get busted by the police, and now he's stuck there. So, mm. yay. Poor yay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So they're kind of like wandering through and they come to this area where it's like a small crawl space and you have to crawl through all these bones and Benji and George are like no way I'm not crawling through bones and there's this other like archway kind of thing and they're like why don't we just go through there and Papillon's like no like anyone who goes through there doesn't come back they that like apparently he and his group had another friend called La Taupe which means the mole um, in French, and he had gone in there and never came back out, and so they're like, no, if you go down there, you're gonna die. Um, but, uh, as they're, so they, you know, agree to crawl through the bones, and the cave starts kind of collapsing, so they're, like, rushing through, and when they get out, it looks exactly the same as the place where they entered, like, the archway is still there, and they're like, what the heck? But since the bone tunnel collapsed, they're like, well, I guess we're going through the archway. And uh, what do they come across first? There's just, like, that's when stuff gets weird. The mole, right? Yeah, they see Leto. And right, then, that's right. Um, they hear the phone. Oh, yeah, yeah that's the, yeah. the phone creepy. starts ringing first, and then they come across the piano, and yeah. then they come across Latope. Oh, yeah. and the cult. Oh, yeah, there was a cult. Yeah, the yeah, cult. Yeah, that was on their way in. They pass, like, this doorway, and there's a room where there's, like, a group of people singing by candlelight in strange robes. So, uh, not at all creepy. Not at all. Casual. Yeah. So, yeah, Just weird. on Friday night. Yeah. Catacombs. <laughs> yeah. <Come on. laughs> and so, weird stuff, like, immediately starts happening. Um, and... Uh, eventually they come across, like, this room where there's a body of, like, a knight templar kind of person, but it's, like, a perfectly preserved body. He literally looks like he was just asleep. I kept waiting for him to, like, wake up. Um, I think Hannah made the joke of, you chose poorly, and, you know. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so from that room they figure out how to get into this other room where there's all this treasure... And they find the Philosopher's Stone. But the treasure room is a trap. And, like, as soon as some of the people try to rip off, like, there's an iron gate kind of thing. As soon as they rip off the gate, then um, it starts to, like, collapse. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So they end up back (laughs) in the Night Templar room, but now it's, like, different. And he's mm-hmm. all like he looks like dead and all decayed. It's really creepy. What's and let's hope he's there. Is with the Indiana Jones um kind of vibes we're getting because the archaeologists who don't give a fuck about the rules. And Lissa had told me that um sorry if I'm speaking for you, Lissa, but you didn't care for the ending so much. So I kept thinking like aliens were gonna show up, like Indiana Jones <laughs> four or something, and I was about to be like livid. Uh. Yeah. That's the only part of this movie I find any flaw with is the last, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Which we'll Not get. any flaw, but the major flaw. Yeah. We'll That's... get to that. Um, oh, so I'm not going to be good at, like, piecing together the order of things. Basically, from this point, just, like, 
stuff starts happening. Real. Yeah, and yeah. characters start getting picked off because, you know, horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. But there's... I think first it's Susie. Yeah. Let's I hope feel gets, like I said her name wrong. Let's hope gets killed in the cave-in. And then when they get out of the cave-in... He's there. Uh, oh, right! He's yeah. there, and then he kills Susie. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um... Oh, shit, we forgot the, the part where they go into hell. They crawl into this little space. Yeah. That is the... Or, or I, this is also where I get a little fuzzy. Do they do that first and then shit starts going down? Like, I mean, it's the only way. So, kind of. supposedly, like, the actual archway, the way that they were like, don't go that way, that's, like, metaphorically the entrance to hell. Um, right, but they also had this little crevice where they had to try to crawl further down so that they could get out of the catacombs and it had etched on top of it um yeah abandon hope all ye who enter here which is the the sign above the hell in dante's inferno yeah and then is she also and they are made to crawl through their bellies yeah into the underworld yeah. and they have to crawl uh through the catacomb to get through Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, like, I know the, you're right, the archway is technically the entrance to hell, but, like, aesthetically, I prefer the yeah. second entrance. No, it's I prefer hell number cool. two, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Door number two, still hell, but more aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> then there's that hallway that's just got, like, the little, like, stream running through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's sorts of stuff. There's, like, a hallway that has a weird echo and, like... Mm-hmm. Each of them is haunted by something from their past um, yes. as they're making their way through here. And it kind of like references a certain sin or mistake that they've made. Um, and it mm-hmm. also relates to the way they die for some of them. Some of them I'm like, like Suxi, I don't really know what, like, I guess maybe she feels guilty that like Latope got lost. I think that that is correct because... Whenever we first meet Latope and he's going on about like you guys never came and found me, the only person he calls out by name is Susie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lissa, you shared a pretty good article with us about how those sins corresponded. Because I'll be honest, with Benji, I didn't understand that correlation. Yeah, I didn't understand yeah. that either. So we should probably talk about Benji's death. Yeah. And that one made me mad because I don't know what he did wrong. <laughs> yeah, they don't see him. I think he's just like, why is this weird lady following yeah, me? I didn't a, see him as like, I'm going to get with her. He I was more like, a, what are you doing? A lady with a baby that keeps showing up for him. And, and I don't really know. I guess we can talk later about like what we think that means. But yeah, um, yeah. he ends up like falling. He's like hanging on this rope. As they're like climbing into some space, and his little clip breaks, and he just ends up like falling. Yeah, he like snaps his neck or something. Yeah, when he hits the ground, they're crawling down a well, and um, he's the last person who's still at the top of the well, and um, he's like, it's the classic horror movie thing of "Hello, is anybody there?" And then it's her, and she like throws him down the well, and he dies. Yeah. Um, and then... And she's, she's got a baby. I don't know yeah. what the baby is. Yeah. Whatever. So, but Papillon's death is, like, a lot clearer. Uh, they come yeah. across a car that is lit on fire, and inside the car is the guy who told them to look for Papillon in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. and he's like, no, it wasn't my fault. I didn't have anything to do with that. And then, like, he gets dragged towards the car, and this was super cool. He, like, gets... And then suddenly, like, the car kind of sinks into the ground, and he sinks after it, and just his feet are sticking out. Mm-hmm. 
It's super cool looking. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that also apparently references something in uh, Inferno. Yeah, I guess in... Yeah, I think in... In Go the ahead. ninth level of hell or something, there are people... It's like traitors are buried like that with just their feet sticking out of somewhere. So There was also mm. something else in that article about like uh, people who... Um, take holy symbols and sell them for profit mm, yeah. whatever and they're buried uh with their feet with flames looking at their feet yeah and Ooh. i was like oh okay because yeah. he was only in it for the treasure yeah. yeah i really need to read dante's inferno i do too i never <laughs> yeah, read it <laughs> but it sounds like a wild time i literally have my copy of the divine comedy sitting right in front of me Excellent. So- <laughs> wonderful nice. yes um I think we can call it, like, maybe not the first, but the most recognized Bible fanfiction. Because it's literally yeah. just Dante yeah. being like, hey, my favorite poet is going to give me a tour of hell and tell me how awesome I am. And all the people I don't like are in hell. And, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It just sounds amazing to me. Um, yeah. And that, oh, yeah. that Bible fanfiction shaped how we saw hell forever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah man. So anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, oh, eventually, like, so they get attacked by these hooded figures, um, which I kept joking, like, oh, it's a cult of vampires, but I think it's just supposed to be like the demons of hell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, and probably. George gets bit in the neck, and so um, Scarlet's trying to save him. With the philosopher's stone but she realizes through like solving all these riddles she's like oh this isn't the real philosopher's stone i've got to go back to where we found it and i've got to find the real philosopher's stone which begs the question why did it work if that's what i'm saying the it, it worked on susie earlier oh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah before she yeah, cause died they used it to yep. heal her leg yeah yeah well, it was her arm yeah oh thank you well yeah uh i don't know i think it's yeah, I think it's because be the like phrase a as above, so below, because she believed it would work, then it did. I guess so. But yeah, because like the she's the actual belief. philosopher stone. Yeah, oh, yeah so this is the twist is that, um, so the phrase <laughs> as above, so below is like a, like, it's a reference to the Lord's Prayer, like on earth as it is in heaven, but it's also like a thing of like, as things as are, I will it, so it will be. Yeah, like outside my body, it's also going to be the same in my body, and, and so. It is the basis of all magic. Yeah, so she yeah. realizes that um, she is the philosopher's stone. Which she is manifests so it, so to say. <laughs> the it's power the of stone the was inside me all along, waiting it's to be passed. The worst it's- thing in the whole wide world. I mean, oh I honestly God. don't hate it that much. Like, I kind of, I guess, like. That's when I, the, the ending first... to Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> the Kung Fu Panda is a good movie. It doesn't <laughs> work here. It works with Kung Fu Panda hell. because he was struggling so hard with his body image and the fact that he was not good enough. But there is none of that with Scarlet. She's just sad that her dad died and that she wasn't yeah. there for him. I guess that's like. Let's get into it when we finish uh, the the plot. Yeah, so she goes back and heals George, and um, he's fine now. Yeah, she She and George and Zed are trying to make their way out, and to get out, they all have to confess and confront their sins. So Zed 
admits that he fathered a child and then pretended it wasn't him and like refuses to pay child support. So, um, yeah, you should probably fix that, dude. And, Get out there and pay yeah. your child support. Yeah, George. Which is- like, oh, go ahead. I feel like Zed should have died the way Benji did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah. So George feels guilty because as a child, um, he and his his brother drowned in a cave. And George had, like, left his brother to go get help. And then, like, when he came back, it was too late. So he feels responsible for his brother's death. And Scarlet's is that when her dad committed suicide, like, he had tried to call her. And she, like, didn't pick up and wasn't there for him. And so she feels guilty. So they all Mm -hmm. confess their sins. And then... jump in a hole! Yeah, they jump down this hole. And then, like... Basically, it's, like... They find out they're upside down because, like, they end up in this little like area, and on the floor is a manhole cover, and they're like, "Oh, help me move it!" So above, yeah. So they move the manhole cover, and they're like, "Wait, we're upside down!" And they climb out, and they end up on the streets of Paris, and it's really cool. And then Zed just like straight up walks off. He's like, "Well, see ya. Gonna go pay child support now." (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it's still like a really satisfying because there's like. Notre Dame is in the background, and it's like, oh, cool. And Scarlet and George hug, and it's cute. Yeah. They're dating mm-hmm. now, I guess. Maybe. And then it ends with, like, a voiceover from Scarlet about how, like, she's not in it for the treasure, and, and she just wants to seek the truth, and so, like, I guess that makes her It belongs in a museum. To... I guess she belongs belong? in a museum now. I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah, she was p- the purest person there, and therefore she was the one able to wield the magic of the philosopher's stone. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. So we can get into that. So, Lissa, <laughs> you told us right off the bat that you're not a fan of the ending. So I um, hate the ending. Yeah. So what's specifically about it? Just that it's like corny. It's super corny, and it feels to me very, very rushed because. Uh, so I start kind of getting, like, ugh, whenever they see the weird cultists after Benji, after Papillon dies, um, Mm. and they start seeing the weird cultists, I'm like, okay, I don't know where this is going, but this is not part, this has not been a part of this up until now, and now Mm -hmm. we're just here. Mm -hmm. And then it feels like when she goes back, she's like, I gotta return the stone, because it's vitriol, is the thing that he says, that George says to her, and she's like, oh, uh, you'll... By rectification, you'll find the true stone. She's like, okay, I gotta put it back and find the true stone. And then she just speed runs all <laughs> the does. way back. Yeah. They they do not give you any time to watch her go backwards. It's just like, literally, yeah. she just runs through. And then Bam. there's a corridor that's filled with water, but it's now filled with blood. And then she loses her shoes in it, and she's barefoot she now. And where did her shoes go? They ate them up. They, yeah, ate, the, they ate them. Okay. Ate them. Uh, also, <laughs> I think it's hilarious when she's running through the chamber that uh, George gets hurt in, and she sees all the, like, statue dudes, and she just whaps them in the face as she's yeah. walking past. So yeah. I think the statue dudes are actually supposed to be the souls that got lost down there, and they've just become part of hell. Well, I guess. one of I think that's just, like, demons. So I read, when I was reading kind up- Kind of. 
Uh, when I was reading up about the movie, like, after we watched it, apparently, so, like, the way George gets hurt is one of the faces on the wall bites him, um, yeah. which is kind of mm-hmm. funny, but yeah. uh, apparently that is supposed to be Cain, like, from the Bible, which I guess makes sense, because, like, George, <laughs> okay. I guess, Should've like, worn George a feels fucking bad about tag. his brother's death, so, like. Yeah, and it, so he thinks that he killed his brother, and in the Bible, Cain did kill his brother. Yeah, so. I would have loved okay. it if he came out of the wall and went, and someone went, oh my god, it's Cain, and then he immediately bites George or <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah, just, a lot uh, of the extra explanation outside of the movie does not make the movie any better. <laughs> no, I. I think the stuff about it being a mirror of Inferno is really cool and adds extra layers to it, but for the most part, I see it as, like, the ending is super rushed, doesn't make much sense, gets very corny and cheesy and, like, Disney Channel Lifetime movie. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Until the the very, very end, I uh read up that this is also like a mirror to inferno is that when they push up the manhole cover and get out uh upside down that apparently also happens in inferno that oh, okay. he realizes that gravity has flipped and that they are going up instead of down oh hmm. that's interesting so, I agree with that. I think the movie just did such a great job of building tension and character and spending time with these people and seeing their fears. Like, one of the most terrifying sequences is when Benji gets, like, caught in the bone catacomb. Yeah. And we just sit with him as he's trying to get out. No, that's what? George. Oh, oh wait. No, yeah, that's George. Sorry. Yeah. No, this Benji is before the spooky stuck. shit happens. When oh, yeah. Benji starts then, having his panic attack. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Benji starts... Like, the rats start biting at him, and he's just, like, freaking out about it, and he's starting to hyperventilate. That That's scary because it feels real. Like, yeah. yeah. There's there's nothing spooky about it except, like, he's stuck. Yeah, and, like, just the the twisting of the, the catacombs and as things get weirder and weirder is great, but then when everything starts to get explained, it's it kind of like Lissa, where it's like, that feels too simple for this, like atmosphere they've created Mm -hmm. exactly yeah 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 i respect that i guess like i'm still like fine with the ending like i agree it's kind of cheesy but like overall i guess it didn't really diminish the movie for me as much but i definitely see where y'all are coming from Mm-hmm. It was, I feel like it was really leading up to this beautiful amazing climax and then it just completely let me down which I will say, it's better than a drag-away ending. I fucking hate, and this is done all the fucking time in found footage movies, where someone just drops the camera and they get dragged away. Yeah. And it yeah. worked in the Blair Witch Project, so everyone thinks it's going to work in their found footage movie. No paranormal activity. You don't get to use that ending every yeah. fucking time. It's just so <laughs> unsatisfying. Cause, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'll give this movie credit. It's hard to end... Uh, a movie about people like encountering the paranormal because it feels like you have to have a definitive answer so most mm-hmm. films just don't answer it but this film said yeah we'll answer it it's gonna be kind of cheesy but here you go and i'm like okay I'll, I'll, it's better than it could have been yeah yeah um, yeah and i think like overall especially just because the beginning part of the movie is so good that I'm, yeah. I'm just willing to forgive more of the cheesy stuff because i'm like oh i don't i just love these characters so much that like i don't really mind yeah yeah. I still How think Benji hard? should have lived. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my, one of my favorite parts is actually the scene where they're, like, crawling back through that corridor, and then 
George sees his brother trapped under the water and he's like yeah. freaking out. Yeah, that and was like creepy. he's like moving the bones. He's like, I need to get my brother. He's down there. And then he's like hyperventilating and freaking out. And it's like, oh my god, like that that felt kind of real too. But like because you know if you have that kind of trauma, it's like something that you want to rectify. And more than any other character, I feel like George's character arc was more well thought out and, Mm -hmm. like, yes, like, very good. And that's part of the reason I like him as a character. I I still feel like Benji did nothing wrong and he just died. Like, honestly, that's my biggest, that's my biggest pet peeve with the movie is, like, what was Benji's deal? But, like, you know... Yeah. Benji mm-hmm. just freaks out and he's like got right rats biting at him and then he dies because of a lady with a baby whom I think should have gotten Zed. Which yeah. like Yeah. They they should have introduced Zed's vice a little later. Mm-hmm. And he should have been killed by the lady with the baby mm-hmm. earlier. And then mm-hmm. Benji is just pure of heart kind of dumb of ass. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Um, but that's okay. He's a himbo, and I love him, and I wish he would have lived. It would have been the first three people that were introduced at the beginning of the movie who get out alive, and Mm -hmm. that's better than Zed, who I know nothing about. (laughs) Well, and, like, for Zed, I had to Google what his deal was. Yeah. The movie, I missed it completely. Yeah, he... The only thing I remember about Zed before any of this happened was his Robert De Niro impression. Oh yeah, yeah my God. that's it. That was really that was funny, actually. That was fun. <laughs> See, there's yeah. just some really like sweet character moments like that, like just the, them goofing off. That's like one of the things I like a lot about found footage movies. Is I feel like there's more opportunity for that. Like it, mm-hmm. not everything mm-hmm. feels so heavily scripted. Like there's more yeah, opportunity that- for just little moments of people like being silly. Yeah. Lots of in the- character improv. Mm-hmm. The candid yes. moments. Yeah. yeah. Like that. I think this movie was also smart in doing found footage because you're in such a small... I wonder if it, they originally planned it not as a found footage movie because this it goes to some, like, you know, creative lengths, like the Indiana Jones-esque comparisons and the fact that everything is real kind of mm-hmm. goes beyond more traditional found footage. And I wonder if they originally intended it to be a traditional movie, but they were like, oh, shit, but we're going into these tiny cramped spaces and it's going to be impossible to get lighting and cameras and everything down there. And they're like, well, what if we make it like found footage? That kind of fits into this like cramped aesthetic and like, yeah, I bet you're right. You can get around Mm -hmm. it because they did. They did actually film in the catacombs of Paris. And apparently this was like the first movie to get permission to do so. So it was like kind That's of a big cool. deal. That's neat. There was one well that they went down that I remember walking past on the way out, and I just wish we could have like gotten a bigger shot of all these tourists kind of looking in on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where are they going? No, that's that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's not a Paris accent, so that technically counts as tourists. Where are they going? Yeah. They're going down there. Hey, Brain, where are they going? <laughs> that's not safe. <laughs> uh, beautiful. The same place they always go, Pinky. Hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. Uh, And there was like some green skulls that were down there that I that we walked past that were really cool. mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. 
I will say it, it is a common thing, and I think they're calling it out just a little bit in this movie, maybe not as much as they should, of like in horror movies, and this happens in The Exorcist, people going to places they're not from and fucking around with shit they shouldn't be. Yeah. And somehow it's the mm-hmm. devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least here it's more set up because Paris has like a huge history of like Catholicism and alchemy and all that stuff. So they kind of put that that lore together very well. Yeah, the fact that it's tied with European history instead of exploiting a country like Africa or um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of Iran in the beginning. Is that where they're in? Yeah. The yeah. yeah. Yes. But it's mostly centered around this like kind of, I think in a lot of those movies, it ends up de- demonizing certain, like it others a different culture mm-hmm. um, and kind of makes that the fear. But here it's in Europe and like, you know, Europe can take it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like most of the like half the characters are parisian so it's fine <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not like oh those stinky parisians <laughs> those stinky God. friends eating so much cheese <laughs> oh, yeah. like that's not a thing here they they're just like i mean they're kind of stinky but like it's a character choice and they're cool characters so i forgive them <laughs> yeah that. they're kind of honestly Honestly, Susie's entire, like, look is uh, what I strive to have in my life. Yeah. yeah. Like, She had a good, a good aesthetic. Although mm-hmm. I was crushing hard on Scarlet. I'm like, archaeology girlfriend? Yes, please. Like, Scarlet yeah. is... Yeah. Scarlet's white material. Yes. What makes me <laughs> mad is that Papillon uh, spray paints the word pap on everything. I don't like that word specifically for medical reasons. Oh, yeah. I didn't even <laughs> oh think about that. Oh, my God. And it just... Oh, no. He calls himself the pap at one point, and I'm just like, please don't. <laughs> I'm, assume, I'm assuming they don't use that phrase in France when you're referring to... They probably to- don't, but I just... Pap with an exclamation point, and I'm like, oh god! <laughs> <laughs> they gotta have George known should... that they were gonna have an American audience. They could have called. I was gonna say because George is American, right? Pa- pa- Pappy, George Pappy. is American. Yes, <laughs> George yeah. could have like started giggling. Hehe, <laughs> Pap. Um, I also speaking of the the Pap things. Um, I like how when they go into the haunted corridor, that's like the corridor to hell, and they see the Pap sign. Um, that's the only one that doesn't have an exclamation point that they see. It's got th- uh, oh. an ellipses. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. It's little things. Rewatching this movie just kept making me be like, oh, there's that. Oh, there's that. Like the guy at the beginning that tells them to find uh, Papillon is the guy in the burning car at the end for Papillon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have re- realized that if you hadn't told me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing I really like about this movie is you can tell the the people who wrote it and made it put so much thought into the details and have like read so much about the subject of Dante's Inferno and like I on paper I I even think the ending's fine. It's just the pacing of it I don't think sold it for me. Yeah. But like I'm like okay this didn't come out of nowhere. It's just happened too quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like on paper I really been admire longer. it. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been more struggle to get back to the the chamber, I feel like, and not mm-hmm. just, like, a speed run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she really just, like, sprinted there, confronted her demons with, like, 
and like hugged her dad's corpse and was like, I love you, dad. I'm sorry. I wasn't there for you. And then she gets back and she's like, everything's cool now. Let's go. That's yeah. honestly really accurate. <laughs> the the yeah. thing that was kind of funny, it, it's not that funny, but like when she's talking to her dad's corpse and then he just like slowly fades away. I was like, mm-hmm. that's cool. But also that's really kind of funny to me. I don't know. It's just like, I forgive you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just also exactly. the fact that you have to forgive your dad in order to get out of these demon catacombs feels a little forced to me. I'm like, do you really mean that? Or do you just want to get out of hell? I mean, mm-hmm. I think she meant it. I mean, she feels sorry for the fact that her her dad died and that she wasn't there for him when she That's true, but been. I never really doubted that in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's mm-hmm. more of just the confession thing because that's like a big thing in Catholic doctrine is like uh, confessing yeah, you tell the out priest loud. All your yeah, secrets. like confessing it out loud and <laughs> mm-hmm. acknowledging it. So instead yeah. of like tell keeping priest, it a secret. Yeah. Which okay. Say it. I'm not Catholic. out loud. Say it. A vampire. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and then the vampire cult shows up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Shrew is in hell, so. Um. Well, <laughs> well, his body's right here. I don't care where he is. He's, he's right here. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like this movie. I think all of the events ramping up to it are really good. I think that um, there's three characters who get their uh, what I have deemed exploitable trauma. Um. <laughs> yeah. Like very clearly set up in the beginning, like. Like, we know George has something with, like, he won't go into caves. It's something to do with his dead brother. We know Scarlet's dad died because in the very beginning in the tunnels in Iran, she sees his corpse there. Um, Yeah, which I don't know why his corpse showed up there if that's not a place that's hell. Yeah, I I don't know, man. (laughs) I I think it was just a setup to haunting, but I'm not sure. I mean, you could have just put that through in like exposition at the beginning or something and not have Which it they, yeah. they kind of did too yeah, yeah. so you don't really about- need his his body there even though it's a good like a good scare it's just like it does not work for that part but, when you don't yeah. know who the fuck that is exactly um, and then they set up uh, Papillon's pretty okay, because you see the burn on his hand, and then Benji goes, hey, how do you know Pap to Zed? And Zed's like, oh, we've been friends since we were kids. He's like, cool, how did he get that burn on his hand? And Zed's like, don't talk to him about it. That's it. Yeah, Yeah, Papillon's was probably the best setup, and flowed through organically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't know what's wrong with Benji. <laughs> I in that article that I brought up that is like here's a few of the ways that this mirrors Inferno. It's somebody brought up that it's like the uh lust, lust because like which I can kind of see because when Benji, not Benji, George is talking to uh the girl to get them in to look at the tablet that has the information that it's in the Paris catacombs. Um, the girl who, like, is the museum curator, I guess, um, he's, like, flirting with her, kinda, and then Benji's like, yeah, she's got great legs, 
And then they keep seeing that one girl at the nightclub, and he is the one who notices her every mm-hmm. time. But that's, like, it. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, they could I have made that like- more clear. For sure. So yeah. in in terms of seven deadly sins, I feel like lust is like nothing. <laughs> if he was like exactly. cheating on someone, maybe. Yeah, but like overall, he's just like she's kind of hot. Yeah, she's yeah. got great legs. I think like, like that's not really. I mean, as long as he's not harassing her about it. Yeah, yeah I think no. that's fine. He didn't do nothing. Light objectification. The only thing I could see them making, and I don't know if this is an official sin, but just maybe Sloth just kind of going along with um, What's-Her-Face when, like, Scarlet, she keeps yeah. doing, yeah, when she keeps doing these things and not really, like, objecting. He just He's the one who goes with the flow the most, which mm-hmm. I don't think is a sin, but isn't everything a sin in the Catholic Church? So I'm <laughs> sure mean, that could be made into I something. I feel like Benji also... He he's also the one who objects to a whole bunch of stuff though. He like Oh uh, yeah, so that wouldn't work. I don't is know. Freaking he's freaking out just about a good the boy. bones. He's, he's just a good boy. boy. He is pure of heart and dumb of ass and he did nothing wrong. <laughs> Benji I'm just did nothing saying. wrong. He did nothing wrong and he died for nothing. Give me a t shirt. He's a film major, so he probably <laughs> talks too much about like Scorsese or something. <laughs> something. Give me a t shirt. Documentarian. He's that's not He's probably more into Richard Attenborough or something. I don't know. Uh, As a uh, film major, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think we all deserve hell in some sort of way. I mean, you're yeah. right. Yeah. She's right, but she doesn't have to say it. Hell is I'm living in a non-industry alone. town. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell is working on reality television. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Hell is getting COVID on the set of some set uh, that refuses to close down. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, do we have any last thoughts or anything more to add? Um, I think it would have been cool if they had shown up in a different area of Earth other than underneath uh, Notre Dame. I feel like if they had just like gone all the way through the earth and didn't realize it, that would have been cool. But I make it makes sense that they end up under Notre Dame or close to Notre Dame when they come out. I just think it would have been cooler if they, you know, they're like we're in like I don't know Spain or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I remember mm-hmm. right, yeah. the the tour of the catacombs kind of ends towards. Notre Dame. I could be wrong, but I think that's mm-hmm. kind of where it ends as well, so there's kind of that. Yeah. But yeah, wormhole hell would be fun. Yeah. yeah. I think that e- even I think the ending is a matter of opinion, but I think the film is worth it regardless. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Definitely. Definitely agree. I think that uh get you a man who can translate Aramaic for you. Heck yeah. <laughs> Like, jeez. The yeah. the part in the end, because he's complaining about Turkey the whole way through, and then it, towards the end, he's just like, Scarlet, whatever happens, Turkey was the best week of my life. And yeah. Like, oh, that was sweet. Oh, like, the geez. fact that I got thrown in jail afterwards, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my, yeah. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this really got me to, like, give a shit about the romance, which is very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's, it's because it's very subtle and, like, it's not like 
there's no love confession or anything, or that could be the love confession, but it's not, like, so obvious and so cheesy mm-hmm. yeah. that, that it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, the only thing that weirds me out is that Zed is, like, right there. Yeah. 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 He's kind of, like, in their face about it, like, he's what are you watching. talking about? <laughs> he's, just, he's just watching. Yeah. I had a lover once. <laughs> Don't talk to her anymore because she had my baby. <laughs> I don't want to pay child support. I'm not about that. Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with y'all. Definitely recommend this movie. It was really fun. And yeah. thank you so much, Lissa, for suggesting it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so good. So, Lissa, if... Our listeners want to find you out and about on the internet. Where can you be found? I uh, do a Twitch stream. Um, that's every day except Sunday and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. on Saturdays. Um, it's at uh, lasagna. That's L Y S A. How do you spell lasagna? G N A? I think. It's your username. I'm Googling I, it. You, you act like how I know how to spell anything. How do I spell Listen with the Zero part, dumb of ass. Yeah, oh, yeah. my Listen internet's with the not working. Energy. L Y S A G N A. Okay. Yep. Amazing. And then you can find me on Twitter at L Y S A G N A underscore. That's lasagna underscore. Um, I tweet every time that I go live. So if you'd rather just, you know. Twitter up and then just be like, oh, here's the there we go link. Yeah, um, and your so. streams are really good. Thank yes, you. Yes, I watched the Zelda one the other day. It was really good. Yeah, I'm currently playing through uh, Breath of the Wild, and um, that's on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then on Thursdays through Saturdays, I am playing through Jedi Fallen Order right now. Cool. Ooh. Which is like a super cool game. It's so awesome. It's Dayton described it as a. Uh, Dark Souls, but Star Wars, and it's yeah. the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> mm. Excellent. Um, fun, fun. Yeah. Well, as always, you can find Netflix and Kill on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. We also have a Patreon, so go check that out if you feel like supporting and throwing money at us. We've got a few bonus episodes. Right now, we're watching through the first season of American Horror Story. So it's a lot of fun. Tate Langdon. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. You did a Halloween costume of like Tate's skeleton look one time. That was really oh cool. Oh my gosh. Yes, I did. It was my favorite. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> I have the pictures, Kyle. I'll send them to you. Yes, please. Please. Oh, thank you again so much for joining us. This movie was so much fun and I had so much fun oh, talking yeah. about it with you. And, I love hell. And I I love hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh gosh. Such a good movie. Such yeah. such fun. Well, mm-hmm. we'll definitely have you back sometime. Maybe we can talk about VHS 2 finally. Yes. Yes. But until then, may your nightmares be plentiful. I'm on the highway to hell. <laughs> I'm on the highway to hell.